Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about when supervision feels out of control. This week, we read 10 Fears You Choose to Face When You Give Up Control, published in Psychology Today 2021. Today, we're going to focus on just a couple of these fears, and we really liked the article, so we suggest that you uh, take a look at it yourself and read about all 10 fears that we choose to face when we give up control. So Heather, the first one that we wanted to talk about was the fear of vulnerability, both as a supervisor and for our supervisees. Right. I think this is pretty uh, apparent when your relationship is new, right? When you've either Mm. just taken on a new supervisee or maybe when you're just a supervisor for the first time, you're kind of like stepping in the waters. Oh, I'm a supervisor now. Now I have this like, how much do I reveal of myself, of my practice, of my everything? Yeah. I I love that perspective. I hadn't thought of that. Can you remember your first couple of supervisees and feeling that way? I can remember, yes, actually very clearly. Like feeling like, okay, here we go. Hold Mm -hmm. on. And then getting kind of in the group as you do with becoming a counselor. Like Mm -hmm. there's a certain skill set after you do it a little bit, you really know what you're doing. But at the beginning, especially in supervision, there is a different level. Your supervisee is not a client. It's a different kind of interaction. And so that vulnerability is a little bit more. I tend to share more with my supervisees, obviously, than I would with a client. We're talking business. We're talking how things may affect your personal life. I think as far as getting started, when you're getting started as a counselor, you have the opportunity to get a ton of direct hours pretty quickly. It doesn't work the same way with supervision. Right. They kind of trickle in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're not in never. I've never heard of anybody becoming a supervisor and then building up to a full caseload of supervisees. Right. That usually takes a long, long time. I only know maybe of one or two people who really do. That's what they do just now. Right. Focus on mm-hmm. super supervision and don't really have any clients. Right. I, so yeah, it would take longer to get your feet right under you and feel comfortable. A time when I feel vulnerability as a supervisor is when supervisees come to me asking about supervision and they're doing some fact finding or information gathering. Okay. On one hand, I really love a supervisee that does that. I think it's smart. Right. I <laughs> I appreciate them as informed and goal-oriented and motivated. I love all those things. There is a little feeling of, for me, mm-hmm. when I ha- I think, am I what they're looking for? Right. Maybe Are they match? Well, maybe they've talked to other supervisors that do it differently or do it in some preferred way. I don't right. know. Something I do, I think, to address that is, one, I try to remind myself that I'm welcoming questions like this. I like a supervisee to ask me questions when we're getting started. Do Are we a good fit? Do we want to work together? But I also ask a lot of other supervisee, supervisors that I know, mm-hmm. how do you do this? Right. Have you tried this before? What's in your what's in your agreement with Mm -hmm. supervisees? How do you handle that? I mentioned before, or just you know, in the last couple of podcast episodes, that this year I'm doing group supervision in a new way, and I asked a lot of people, "How how do you you do it?" Right, right, and got a lot of different answers. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of my fear of vulnerability. Am I doing it right? Right. Is this the right step, Mm -hmm. the right direction? Do you think, uh, of all the supervisees I've worked with, I think supervisees feel vulnerability and they don't know if they're doing it right. Exactly. They've in practicum, internship during school, or maybe they've moved from one job to another and had a couple of different supervision experiences. Mm -hmm. Of the supervisees I've worked with, it is a wide 
yes. range of experiences. They're very different. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of times where I meet with a supervisee and after a while they say, you know, I've never done supervision like this before. Right. They kind of come out and they're like, this is very different. And mm-hmm. whether they like it or not like it, I've had one supervisee that their practicum supervisor at their school was so very harsh like correcting them or saying they should have done it differently with a client or just different things like that, that they were fearful of supervision. Mm -hmm. Like it was like a very hard thing for them to step into. Yeah. Yeah. Number two in our, our, the, of the ones that we picked to talk about today, fear of not being able to forgive yourself. Yes. Do you feel this as a supervisor? And do you think your supervisees feel this? I think I have. And I think I felt this way as a clinician, just Mm -hmm. working. If you have a high risk clientele or your supervisee has a high risk person, Mm -hmm. you're much more likely to be like, I don't want something to go wrong. I don't want to give the wrong insight, whether that's like medical insight or when to have hospital intervention or anything like that. I think that's something that is always kind of in the back of our minds as clinicians, but also supervisors. We're taking in other people's clients as well and saying, yes, we'll be responsible. Mm -hmm. I think, and I'm going to have to think about this more myself later today, that as a supervisor, I'm not as concerned with this mm-hmm. and thinking, well, with my supervisee, I'm not worried that they're hurt right, or that they ha- or will ultim- have a long-term problem based on our right. supervision. But I think I need to rethink that because when we go through supervision training, mm-hmm. it's emphasized that when you have a supervisee, you take on the responsibility of their clients. Mm -hmm. You are liable for what's happening with them. But I do think I have a lot of supervisees who make decisions based, clinical decision-making based out of fear that they could cause someone harm. Right. And I don't think that those decisions are usually very good ones. They're not grounded in positive decision-making. They're grounded in fear. Right. And when you're fearful, you can easily overreact Mm -hmm. because you're, you want so badly for it to be a certain way. You can easily overreact and maybe make a decision that wasn't as grounded. Well, so far in the podcast, we have not used the word control very much. You and I are talking about that, that that fear of worrying that you will hurt someone or that you won't be able to forgive yourself for something, a result of something that you've done. I see a lot of supervisees try to control more Mm -hmm. in order to compensate for this. And I don't think it helps. Right. Right now I'm thinking of a supervisee that maybe sees a lot of older teens, young adults, mm-hmm. and feels uncertain about their safety or what's going to happen for that client. And they start to control. Right control the situation or try to control the client mm-hmm. and it's not going to work well. No. And clinically that's a big mistake. Right. I don't yeah, I don't think that helps the client really meet their right therapy goal. Right. Heather, another point that we liked and wanted to talk about was fear of rejection. Do you feel fear of rejection as a supervisor? And do you think your supervisees feel a fear of rejection? I think it's probably more likely that a supervisee could feel it. I think maybe a little bit, again, going back to that first fear of rejection being like, am I the supervisor they want? But I don't know if that's necessarily something that I think about too much. But I do think from the supervisee's side, it probably could be a lot more like they could feel rejected by me. Am I being mm-hmm. cognizant that just because I didn't like how they handled the situation, are yeah. they not going to bring it up again? Or are they not, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things like that to think about your supervisee could feel rejected just because it's their stuff, not yours. Like, right. You oh, know. yeah, sure. That they bring that to a supervision relationship. Right. Thinking about fear of rejection, when I think back, it certainly hasn't been most of my supervision relationships, but there have been a couple where it didn't end the way I wanted it to. 
Right. And I think that that come that fear of rejection comes up probably for me as well as for the supervisee mm-hmm. in those situations where we didn't end up signing paperwork and helping them to complete their hours, right. but something changed, a need changed, mm-hmm. and they moved on. I think that's hard. I have a supervisee that has changed supervisors a couple of times totally out of necessity. Right because of their job, or maybe they changed their career goals a little mm-hmm. bit. And I can imagine both the supervisor, the, her previous supervisors, and her feeling like, oh, this didn't work. Right. Just that sense of like, oh, man, here we go again. Yeah. Down that path. Of- but I don't know, in my mind, from my perspective, that wasn't the case in any of those situations. Mm-hmm. It was just circumstantial. Right. But I can see how they could have felt that way. I think maybe experience a fear of rejection on a small scale if I am making suggestions or asking them to do, asking a supervisee to do something Mm -hmm. and they don't do what I'm asking them to do. Right. I think that happens a lot in the supervisee-supervisor relationship or it'd be the easiest way to see that fear of rejection. I think I've had a supervisee years ago that we'd come to supervision we'd talk about clients and they would give me their perspective and I we would brainstorm some ideas and then the next week we'd be having the same conversation about the same client. Mm. And at some point I remember thinking, we're wasting time. You're not getting supervision from me. You're not. Yeah. And I think that is a rejection response. Not that I expect you to take all of my ideas and do something with them, but we should be making headway. Your client shouldn't be at yeah. the same place because maybe they were fearful that their client would reject them. Or mm-hmm. maybe they're fearful that if they did it wrong, I would reject them. I mean, who mm-hmm. knows? But mm-hmm. I think that dynamic is very apparent between mm-hmm. supervisor and supervisee. Mm-hmm. I think maybe... Another way that I might look at this, especially if we are not just signing off on paperwork, not just giving suggestions or telling supervisees what to do, but we are mentors. Right. If a supervisee felt like their mentor slash supervisor was not accepting of them, that would be really tough. Right. I had, like I told you earlier, one that came from a practicum Mm -hmm. um, professor that He was just so intense (laughs) that they were really afraid of doing the wrong thing, like Mm -hmm. constantly. But also that rejection is real between the people. They felt very rejected from their previous supervisor. And I think that made our relationship a little like touch and go at the beginning. Sure. They felt unsafe. Right. They weren't sure of of the level of safety involved. Mm -hmm. If you felt like maybe this situation Mm -hmm. or you find yourself in a supervision relationship with someone and you realize we are now in a place of fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. What do you think you would do to address that? I mean, I think it would depend on what the like exact circumstances were, but with that one that I shared with you where it's like, we're not going anywhere in supervision. I have brought it up and just said, we've talked about this so many times and we've brainstormed so many things. What have you tried? And Mm -hmm. kind of redirect it for that and then say, maybe we're not meant to be together. Kind of just bringing it up to the Mm -hmm. surface so Mm -hmm. that they can see like, okay, I'm extending an olive branch by saying, what else do we need to do to help you with your clients? This makes me think of, and it touches on our fourth topic, but Mm -hmm. what you described, I think matches really well with, and I think I'm getting this right. So it's my fear of being wrong. Okay. (laughs) Um, Transactional analysis. Oh, yes. The idea of a task rupture versus a relationship rupture. Uh And I think fear of rejection 
would, to me, feels like a relationship rupture. Absolutely. And that you might take a step back and think about how you mm-hmm. can nurture the relationship. I think, I don't, right now, I don't feel like there's a rupture in my relationship with my supervisees, but I'm hopeful that having that group opportunity mm-hmm. once a month right. contributes to a right. strong it sense of relationship, right. right? That the supervisees feel connected to each other, but they feel connected to me as well. Right. But I can imagine having been on the other side, mm-hmm. mentored by someone, and then now being in a mentor's position, that if you felt like your mentor didn't appreciate you. That would be really, be really a bad feeling. Sad. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going I'm to be thinking about that too. If I felt like a supervisee felt unappreciated or unaccepted, what I might do to help address that. Right. And I think some of it is spending time focusing on the relationship. Right. Building that together. Mm-hmm. Maybe I might even, I did this too a little bit, thinking about my group dynamic that I'm building, ask them to bring resources that they mm-hmm. thought were mm-hmm. New, impressive, great. Right. It made an impact on them. Right. Kind of give them the opportunity to be the expert in that, whatever they're bringing. Let them build up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our final point, the fear of being wrong. Do you feel the fear of being wrong as a supervisor? Yes. All the time. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like we take in supervisees and we want to make sure that the, and I'm going to say advice because we do give a lot of advice and supervision. I don't want that to be wrong. And I think my response to it is, oh, I don't know about that. Or they've been in school more more recently and they might have more information on it than I do. And so often I reflect back to them, okay, you're asking me about this. This is what I know about it. But what do you know about giving them back so that they know something? You don't want to misfire, misstep. Yeah. I'm smiling. It's been a couple of years now, but I was taking classes, but I had a ton of supervisees who just love to throw around and think about social justice. (laughs) And at the time, definitely it was not taught in my master's program because it wasn't a thing. Right. So if you're any older than I am, then it wasn't a thing then either right, when right. you went through your master's program. And I did do that a lot. Okay, well, you're going to have to tell me what you mean when you say social justice mm-hmm. or give me some the names of the articles that you read for class and I'll and study I'll up. Right. But let's be on the same page because mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. Or more accurately, I didn't know what they meant or what background they had when they exactly. were talking about social justice. Right. I think my fear of being wrong as a supervisor happens two different ways. One, like you're talking about, like you're giving information and you might stop and question, did I get that right? right. Even just now when I said transactional analysis and I went, I think I'm saying that right. I wish I could Google it. Right, Google that quick. Just one second <laughs> and then say it, be confident that I said it right. But that I do that a lot with supervisees that mm-hmm. I'll ask them about theory or where's right. that coming from or if we use this, term, what theory is that based in? I'll right. I'll do that a lot with supervisees. And I do want to make sure I'm accurate mm-hmm. before I give them that information. I think it happens. We all have been in sessions with clients where you reflect a feeling and their response is no, right. no, that's not how I feel. Mm-hmm. That maybe not as dramatically, <laughs> right. but if a supervisee does that to me, that I reflect something back or I summarize right. or, or something and they say, oh, no, no, I don't think that's what right. that was. Then I do have a, a moment of, well, wait, maybe I was wrong. Right. But maybe I, I got it wrong. That makes you a good supervisor. Because if you're the supervisor that's like, nope, I was correct, the chances are you weren't. <laughs> so if the fact that you stop and question yeah. makes you a supervisor that wants to connect. 
Right. Because you're thinking further down the line. Yeah. I just feel like with a client, it's a different dynamic that we might, I might say, oh, you're really angry Mm -hmm. about that. And they say, no, I'm not angry. Mm -hmm. But then we work to a point where we get find a different word to describe that. But I feel like to me, it's different with a supervisee. If they say, no, that's not how I felt. Then there does sometimes feel like you come to an impasse. Right where they're politely, gently, professionally telling you, I choose not to look at that right Right. now. I'm not ready to go deep into that. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to surface over this. Mm -hmm. I've even had a supervisee tell me, I know what you're going to think, Heather, but we're not going to go there today. And I was like, okay. I think that's pretty cool. It says a lot about your relationship. Right. right? And we're not going to go there today. Right. says that they will go there with you another day. Right. Which I also think says something about the relationship. (laughs) I think maybe... My the fear of being wrong then turns into we're never going to get there again. And, yes, know, if, like if, if it's just, wrong, then it's just a dead end. Right. If they right. say no, no, and they're just really telling you mm-hmm. they're not ready to look at it or they're unwilling to, then with a client, I feel like you, oh, you you're going to come back to that again. Right. It will come back up. I believe the same thing is true of a supervisee, but they maybe the dynamic is that they're going to continue to professionally tell you no. Right. Nope. I think it feels a little stuck then. Yeah. yeah. Like, then okay. you're like, okay, we're just here. Yeah. <laughs> so today we talked about the fear of losing control and supervision. And certainly that can happen in lots of different ways. And we talked about a couple of different ways that might happen. But our article lists several more ways that you might think about and address losing control and supervision. And that article is 10 Fears You Choose to Face When You Give Up Control, published in Psychology Today 2021. And Heather and I both recommend that you take a look at it. Good one. Thanks for listening today to Supervision with a Vision.